Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Kirk Lowe and my business partner here and co-founder of Proudmouth, Mr. Matthew Halloran, is my guest today. And so let's see how much this cat knows. I heard he's pretty smart. So we're going to talk about not knowing how an advisor or you will sustain uh, a show. So we want to make sure you understand how to avoid pod fade, which is really important. Pod fade is when you get started and then you stop and don't continue. I think Matt probably has some stats or stuff on that. The second one is not knowing how to get started or coming up with a name or not sure how to promote or getting stuck on how to do video or overthinking everything or being a perfectionist. We often talk to advisors who believe uh, podcasting is a way for them to share their expertise and create raving fans. They may have already started thinking about the podcast or are planning on it, but they still haven't gotten started. And that is a real shame because we all know how powerful it can be to push out your content and be a thought leader and connect with your audience and all these wonderful things. From our experience, there are five big concerns that hold advisors back from pressing record and getting their voices out into the marketplace. And there's nothing worse than being the best kept secret in your area. As Mr. Halloran says, he is famous for that. We haven't printed t-shirts yet, but I think it's on the list, right? So we're going to cover these. I have that running list just so you know. I'm sure you do. T-shirts, Proudmouth needs to make that I want to wear. We already do that actually. If you ever say Matt, if you ever seen Matt's red shoes, those are custom made uh, for Matthew Halloran. And they're beautiful. So we're going to cover those concerns and most importantly, show you how that you can solve them. And let's jump into the questions here. So Matt, the first concern advisors have is about sustainability. As of January 23rd, 2024, there are 2,658,941 podcasts on Apple, but only 461,410 of them are active. That's only 17.35%. So to be active on Apple, you have to have published at least one episode in the last 90 days. So take that into consideration. But if you're not, if you haven't done an episode in 90 days, it sure sounds like pod fade to me. So this data is from uh, Podcast Industry Insights. And a lot of advisors are concerned about sustaining their podcast, and they should be. They don't want to invest their time and energy and tell everyone about their podcast only end up being one of those 17% um, that actually keeps going or they want to make sure that they are and not be the other 83% that don't continue. See how good I am at math. I can subtract dude, 17 from a hundred on the fly, Just dude. That was incredible. This is a shocker. I'm not an advisor. I was, I was. So Matt, how can advisors set themselves up for success? with being able to start a show and feel like they're going to be able to keep it going. Cause I, I get that concern. 
And, and we get that all the time during the sales process, right? It, it, people will say, what's going to happen after I run out of topics or run out of ideas? And, and it really is, you have to look at your marketing, not just your podcast, but your marketing, just like you do a financial plan. You actually have to create a plan and you really need to come up with a list of themes. So one of our, our favoriteest people that we have worked with over the years, his name is Dave Pulsini. And Dave actually has a specifically dedicated yellow pad that he keeps next to his desk and he brings into every single solitary client meeting and prospect meeting because he has a running list of the common things that he starts seeing trends in his client meetings. And those are perfect podcast topics. Now we've already done an entire webinar on how to come up with your first 12 episodes. So I highly recommend that you can reach out to us to get a copy of that. But the first 12 episodes are super fast, Kirk. I'm just going to go through these really fast. It's really easy. The first three episodes are who are you, what do you do, and who do you do it for? The second three episodes are the three phases of retirement, accumulation phase, pre-retirement. The next three episodes are going to be the top three questions. I'm sorry, the top five questions you get from three categories prospects, clients, and centers of influence. So that's one of the yellow pad ideas. And then the last one is you're going to write a list of three centers of influence that you want to interview. There's an entire year's worth of content, 12 episodes right there if you just follow that bouncing ball. But the other thing that's really important for you to make sure is that you have to test this, right? So you do want to bring these topics and it's such an amazing client engagement tool and prospect engagement tool and center of influence engagement tool when you're like, hey, what do you think about this? You bring it to an estate planning attorney. Hey, I was going to interview you for, I'm doing an estate planning thing. Here are some things that my clients always ask me about estate planning. Wow, Kirk, that's fantastic. Those are, hey, I'd like to add these three questions and I would love to be on your show. They just co-created the show with you, dude, and there's so much more bought into it. So that's oh, the best way to make pod fade not happen is to make sure that you have a really good plan in place. I'm pretty sure I've read stats about how success is often preceded by having a plan for success. Crazy crazy idea. So same thing counts for your podcast. So have a plan. If you get stuck with how to put that plan in motion, for instance, choosing those 12 topics, Mr. Haller just gave you a formula that is pretty easy to follow. So thank you for that. That's great, great wisdom. Thank you. So the second question here or second concern is not knowing what the name of their podcast will be. And how do I know the name I'm thinking of is any good or that it's not already taken. So what advice do you have to help our listeners feel more confident about choosing and validating, if you will, a good, great podcast? <laughs> this is going to make some people cringe, but it's just true. In fact, Jack, who's one of our client success coordinators, and I just did this in Pod Rocket Academy, Pod Rocket Influence Academy office hours. So we have a brand new person who just joined the academy, and this was his first office hours, and he's like, hey, and, and, and at the time, there weren't another advisor there. So they had our full attention to like really high energy people to go ahead and help him. And so Jack got on ChatGPT. I got on ChatGPT. The advisor got on ChatGPT. And we started asking it questions. I come up with five podcast names that focus on BAM. And the BAM is going to be who's your ideal target market. Maybe it's a geographic area. Maybe it's a specific discipline. What is your niche specifically? And it started coming up with some stuff. Now, here's the best part. Most of them sucked. One of them out of the 15 that we got was 
a perfect foundation. And then what we did was we went ahead with the advisor and we started tweaking things. And so we put it back into GPT and we started having, ask, asking it to add iterations of it in warmer, more professional, blah, blah, blah. And he, we ended up, dude, this took 20 minutes. We came up with the name of this dude show. He was so excited about it. And of course, Jack and I were too. But when you're coming up with a naming convention, so then what we did was we, so that was the name of his show. And then we immediately Googled it and we put it in quotation marks. And in those quotation marks, then afterwards we wrote podcast because you have to see if it is taken. It passed the Google test. Then the second layer testing was we went to Spotify because Spotify is actually the largest dedicated podcast player, even though YouTube is the number one podcast player in the world. So we went to Spotify. We actually put that in quotes, the blankety blank podcast. Nothing came up. Now, this is the magic secret sauce that is really important for everybody to remember is you need to go to USPTO.gov and do a trademark search and to see if it is actually marked for educational purposes. If you pass all three of those tests, you're really good to go. Now, one of the things that happened during the ChatGPT component of it, Kirk, was we were using puns. We asked for, for it to be alliterative. So it had a specific kind of a flow, like onomatopoeia sort of stuff. We also wanted to make sure that we were infusing it with the language of his specific niche. And he works with young families um, who have one primary earner. That gave us a lot of information, Kirk, so that we could really bring that into to ChatGPT and find that stuff out. Um, so, so you know, as, as a great example, there's a couple of examples, you can't use these because they're used, uh, of our clients and our members, um, which is um, Rainbow Bull Podcast. So the Rainbow Bull Podcast is a financial services consulting podcast that is talks to uh, families that are ultra high net worth who have LGBTQIA plus legacy issues. Now, when you're talking wicked niched out, right? Rainbow Bulls about as niche as these can get. Then we got humans versus retirement, which I think is fantastic. That's actually over in the UK. It's Dan Halet's podcast, right? So these are the sorts of things that you really want your podcast name to have real feeling. And when it does, you're going to know it. And that's what happened, Kirk. It was so much fun. We recorded this, by the way. So we actually recorded the office hours. You should have seen the look on his face when it hit. It was like, gosh, you, you did marketing and branding forever. When you did that and you saw that client light up like, oh, and we joked that I, was, I started singing actually that the light came in and showed him the way. It was freaking awesome, dude. The really interesting thing that I'm pulling from this that I want to share with everyone is chat GPT has been the talk for a year. AI has been around for you know a lot longer, but if you know the prompts, people get worried that, oh, it's going to replace all these people. If you think about it, not many, maybe not many of you, not calling anybody out here or putting anybody down, would understand how to ask the prompts that Matt did because we do this. So you always have an advantage with a tool like ChatGPT if you're already the expert because you already know what to ask it. You know what to look for. You know what to challenge it on. You know what's good or bad when it comes back and you can send it back in and you know how to tweak it. The prompts that you ask aren't just go to somebody's cheat sheet of prompts. It's just knowing your expertise, knowing your audience, all that stuff. So um, I hope that adds some perspective to 
all the stuff we have going around us with AI and getting worried about it. You have to know how to use it. So anyway, those are some great things. So are we on to the third one now? According to Buzzsprout, one of the world's largest podcast hosting providers, if your episodes are downloaded 478 times in the first seven days after release, you're in the top 10% of Buzzsprout podcast. If you're downloaded, if they're downloaded 121 times, you're in the top 25%. These numbers are from December, 2023. It's, and it's actually not that difficult to rise up in the ranks, but many advisors aren't sure how they will attract listeners. And the third concern that stops them from getting started. And it's the third, third concern that stops them from getting started. Matt, what do you think about all this? Like how important are downloads uh, and, and growth of downloads in the success of in the successful podcast for an advisor. Well, I love that you went over those statistics because it, during our sales process and our discovery process and, and meeting, because we're like a talent agency, right? We're really making sure that they're actually going to create a good show, not just they want to use our products and services. I bring up those numbers, right? And you should, they're just flabbergasted, right? Whoa, man, I need more than 104, 121 listens. So you're in the top 25% of all podcasts. Because I think what people don't understand is it's not just the podcast that is what is going to drive attention to your company. It's the content that we create or that you can create what we call the atomic content method based off of that long form content, which by the way, is an entirely other podcast. I'm not going to totally get into that, but I think people get really distracted with the numbers, but here's how you buff the numbers, right? There are lots of different techniques and we teach this and goodness gracious, we're very passionate about this. The first one is you got to be proud of your content, man. You have to talk about it everywhere, all the time with every client, every prospect, every center of influence. When you're out and about, when you're at a dinner party, and somebody says, oh, well, you're an advisor. You know, what the hell's going on with Alphabet? You know what? I actually just did a podcast about that. You didn't, I hope. <laughs> that would be a terrible podcast, but whatever, right? Oh my God, you have a podcast? Yeah, look, I have a, and here's your script. I have a strong value to, con to contribute to education in our community to help provide really good information so you can make better financial decisions. Even if you don't hire me, this is a commitment that I have a have. And how I do that is I have a biweekly podcast. So every other week I come out with a new topic that is wildly applicable to the people in this area. Now I do specifically work in a niche. This is information that would be very helpful to you. So that's number one, talk about it everywhere. Be proud of it. Put it in your signature line, talk about it, email it to people. That's where you start. That's where all of our clients get their most traction. All right. And then the second thing is, there's three. So the second thing is video. Now, some of you might be saying, dude, this is a podcast about podcasting. And it is. But if you create long form video and if you record it correctly, like Kirk and I do, so there are two ways you can do it. You can do it on Riverside. There's lots of StreamYard. There's other places. We use Riverside.fm and we use Zoom, right, which are two very great platforms to so go ahead and record a podcast. And then what you can do is you can export that video to a third-party video editor. Like you can use iMovie, you can use Headliner, you can use the Adobe Suites, whatever you want to use. And you can chop those up and you need to do this into micro videos, okay? So all of our friends who their podcast really blew up when they started really hitting those big numbers, like the top 5% or the top 1%, when they included video into their video podcasting, 
they upload it into YouTube. They also create shorts that they use to promote the podcast and promote the show. That's when the numbers went up really quickly. It needs to be 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. So just to clarify, so you're uploading the long form video show for YouTube as an example, and then you're using the shorts or clips. Um, YouTube's named it shorts, but you can use those in other tools, right? Like Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And the best part about it is most software programs now allow you to adjust the portrait or landscape component of it. So it actually fits the the ideal. Pro- so like for instance, Instagram, you don't want to be landscape. You want to be portrait and TikTok's the same way. Actually Facebook stories are the same way. LinkedIn is different. You actually want that to be landscape. And so most programs really actually at a click of a button now, Kirk will actually change that aspect ratio. So it's got to be 90 seconds or less. That's really important. And I just want everybody to know that it's actually the shorter, the better. If you can get a 15 second clip that that you say something super punchy, you know what? Stop being the best kept secret in your area and join the Pod Rocket Academy. That was seven seconds. It's actually, I should have said the Pod Rocket Influence Academy. Sorry, you can poke me in the eye about that later. That's the sort of stuff that you need to find that gold within your long form content and use that to continuously build up your assets there. And then the other thing too is you can actually seed this through your show. And so well, our client success coordinator on our team, uh, she actually has a good tip that she brings up with our client success coordinators, which is seed the guest with questions. So Kirk, we do that, right? So this podcast, whether I'm hosting it or you're, we have questions and we know that we can take those questions and generally extract a 30 to 60 second nugget from that in order to play that on social media, especially when it comes to video. So you got to do video. Now here is the third one. This is Nobody talks about this because nobody's got a great strategy, but it's something you really have to do. If you have a podcast, you can get on other people's podcasts. This is a really weird community, guys, and it works really well. I can't tell you. Actually, I'm going to give you just a quick personal example. So we've done 460 some episodes of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, right? So we've interviewed a lot of people. And I wanted to try to get a really big name. And so I went ahead and I messaged this really big name on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it. And within 48 hours, this person got back to me and Rick Edelman was on our show. And the reason why Rick said he'd be on the show is because he got to see the quality of our show. And you're going to find Rick Edelman, who does a daily podcast, and he runs three different podcasts, Kirk, decided to be on our show because he loves this media so much. So you can absolutely get on other people's podcasts. It's a great way to grow your show. So there's a lot going on here. Just so you guys know, I'll just summarize. So start close to home. So talk about what you're doing everywhere. If you're not excited about your podcast and promote self-promoting it all the time, then how can you expect other people to get excited about it? So you got to do that. Second one, short form video, short form for all the social media channels. Matt talked about the short form should lead to your long form because long forms are really going to get to know you and you don't, and the, and I don't know that people are, are interested in the credibility you get from a short because you're talking about your life savings. These are big decisions, right? So earn it with the long-form content. So in other words, don't skip doing a show and just do shorts and think you're going to have all the credibility. I think what you get is a lot of transactional 
stuff going on there. And those aren't the people you want. You want people who've done their due diligence because you've given them the opportunity to fulfill that. Hopefully that makes sense. Keep those short, 30, 90 seconds. And then the other one is being on other people's podcasts. So question number four here. Now, what about video podcasting? So I kind of jumping ahead, I realize now, but according to Cumulus's media, Cumulus Media's podcast download report series, and I quote, YouTube has gained strength as a number one place where consumers discover new podcasts. Understandably, advisors want to upload their podcasts to YouTube for maximum exposure, but figuring out how is a major concern. Matt, what is your advice to advisors who are stuck on this, on how to leverage YouTube for their long form podcast or show? So step one is you have to understand that you, the Buzzsprout says the ideal podcast length or the most common episode length is between 20 and 40 minutes. And we know because Buzzsprout then came out with a secondary study that was sponsored by a Triton Digital Research that it's actually 27 minutes is the ideal podcast length. So that's one of the most important things for you to remember is you need to stay within those time parameters. Some of you think that the longer the episode, the more credibility you have. That is not the case. And also you're not freaking Joe Rogan with a three hour show. By the way, very few people listen to the entire show. There's some really interesting uh, metrics on that, but we know that you need to keep it between 20 and 40 minutes. So the longer isn't better. It's the content that you squeeze in between. And actually, Kirk, the biggest hangup that I have found with advisors when it comes to uh, doing video podcasting is they don't know how to shoot video. And we have this amazing course, everybody. I'm going to apologize now. It's going to sound like an ad. It's not really meant to is <laughs> well, whatever. So in our Pod Rock and Influence Academy, Katie Braden, who's a really good friend of ours, actually created this amazing video course. It's called Video Marketing 201, Easily and Authentically Grow with Video. Please join the Academy and take this course. She answers all of those pressing video questions that you have about doing it yourself. Uh, so please go ahead and, and take a look at the Pod Rock and Influence Academy. That will solve that problem for you and give you the confidence you need to really shoot good video. Dude, I love how you validate stuff right out in the open. Your mind, it's such an authentic look at who you are. Anybody, right? Everybody's always validated, but most people do it quietly in their mind and they might stumble. You just let it rip. I love it. Yeah, keep being you, my man. Yeah, course from Katie Braden, Video Marketing 201, inside of Pod Rocket Influence Academy. So question number five, the fifth concern that holds advisors back from starting their podcast is overthinking and perfectionism. Has that ever happened to a financial advisor or anybody who runs their own business who has a technical side to how engineering kind of a mind, if you will? Is there such thing as feeling 100% ready to podcast? So I, a lot of times, Kirk, I wish we just recorded all of our conversations for posterity because we just talked about this, about how the, the way your brain works, right? You have a tendency to overthink and overcomplicate because you want to make sure that you don't miss anything. And, and that is the advisor mindset. What makes advisors great and what makes you a great CEO is that you have that level of detail in your mind. 
And so I interviewed two separate financial advisors about this, Stoy Hall and Taylor Schulte about this. And they both have some really great little bits of wisdom. Now, if you don't follow either of them, please do. Taylor's actually got an entire coaching program that you should take a look at. Story actually is one of those great speakers that you'll probably see on the circuit. But one of the things that Stoy said was, Matt, you can say so much without saying much at all. And, and I love that saying because so many of you think, okay, I'm going to talk about Roth conversions today. I need to tell everybody everything about Roth conversions. No, you don't. You need to pick two to three points and you need to be very repetitive with those points because you all think, because this is how your brains work, because you're so smart that people are going to remember everything you say because you remember what most of whatever. That's not the general public. They're going to remember about 25% if you're good of your podcast. So you need to be repetitive. So that's Stoy. By the way, he's got a great show. You guys really should check him out. Check him out on LinkedIn too. Uh, he's got a great LinkedIn uh, presence. And then Taylor Schulte, I specifically asked him this question a uh, number of years ago. So he was in the mid, I think 300s episodes of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. We can link that uh, show in our show notes if you don't mind uh, scrolling around a little bit. And what Taylor said was, Matt, I just had to do it. I was overthinking this to the point. I was over editing everything to the point where I just could not get a product out the door. And what I realized is the foibles, the go-to words, the language issues that I have when I speak are actually what make people feel a stronger and deeper connection with me. And so he just gave himself permission. And we haven't said this on the podcast for a really long time, but I think this is a good point to say it. Part of our message here at Proudmouth is for you to be your own loud, which means giving yourself permission to actually authentically be yourself. And when you do that, everything changes within your business. You will accelerate your influence. You're going to create real fans. And Taylor is a perfect example of this. He is an unbelievably detail-oriented, competent advisor who is prepared for his show. Don't get me wrong, but he's actually loosened up, much like Kirk Lowe has loosened up over the years, over 400 episodes. And now we're creating great content that you all love and consume. Taylor's done the same thing. That was, was lots of great wisdom there. Those concerns are valid. Everybody goes through it. So you're not alone. That's for sure. I think that even once you've started those, there's things in there that bring a level of anxiety to anybody doing a podcast. I can tell you, I had a really great conversation with one of our clients yesterday who was uh, newer to influence and her name is Marsha uh, Miller. Hey, Marsha, you told me to listen. So Send me a little LinkedIn note if you caught this, if you stuck around for the end of the show. Anyway, Marsha was just talking about getting over not being perfect at it. And I spoke with her. I started listening a little bit to her podcast. She's doing a great job and she got a lot of value. She's had some really great guests on. She's at podcast number nine or 10, something like that. She's already flying. Well, that's absolutely freaking awesome. And everybody, listen, we're getting ready to launch something that will help more advisors fly higher and faster with their influence, our Proudmouth Podblast Collection. It's for advisors who want a podcast without the time demands. So we've analyzed about 8,000 Proudmouth produced episodes and picked out the highest performing financial topics so you don't have to. In our new online store, you'll be able to download 
ready-made packages with everything you need to record and promote your podcast from topic outlines to blogs to social media posts. And they've all been developed by our Proudmouth marketers and reviewed by our in-house compliance specialists so you can get even quicker approvals. Look, if you want podcasting to be easier than ever, join our waitlist and we'll let you know as soon as the Pod Blast collection is available. Just go to proudmouth.com forward slash coming soon. Again, join our waitlist at proudmouth.com forward slash coming soon. All right. So for Kirk and everybody here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.